Welcome to the Crass Rebuttal. My name's Colin, and this is Tori. We're starting a podcast because there's no other jobs. I mean, that's, I mean, we're doing, we have an opinion and we have no jobs and we have equipment to do this. So I think we've pretty much done introductions. Uh, my, my name is Colin. I'm a army veteran. I'm a stagehand and lighting technician. Um, Tori, do you want to give yourself an introduction? I, my name is Tori. I've, I am not a veteran because I blew my knees out in high school football. So they said, go fuck yourself. Uh, oh, it's pretty wild. Like, yeah, my sister was like going to go in and stuff. And like, I went and got like, went into a meeting and they saw the scar in my knee and said, have a good life. Yeah. Lucky. I got, uh, I got laparoscopy. So I only had two tiny scars that they didn't notice. Yeah, you can't miss mine. It's like four inches long and about a half inch wide. So, since we're going to be talking about politics on the podcast, what are your uh, political leanings, Tori? Oh, I'm pretty close to radical left. Re- actual, not mainstream media, TV, idiot, radical left. Like, actual radical left. Like Karl Marx left? Yeah, and that's what's funny. People say it. See, what's funny about that statement in America? Most people don't actually know what that is because they were only they only vaguely remember what they were taught in high school history, and they've never actually read any of his books. I'm just happy he's a big fan of the Second Amendment. Who me? No, Karl Marx. Karl Marx is all oh. about gun rights. Oh yeah. Yeah, because you need guns to overthrow your government if need be. It stops working for the people. Fucking revolt! I don't know. There used to be there. There's that old book, the Anarchist Cookbook. Kind of teaches you a lot of ways to make a lot of things without necessarily having a gun. Yeah, I got lucky when I was a teenager. I worked at my uh, cousin's bookstore, and someone ordered the Anarchist Cookbook, but was too embarrassed to actually come in and purchase it. So we had a copy sitting on the shelf behind me uh, every day when I worked my aunt's lunch break. And uh, yeah, I got to be pretty familiar with that. Yeah, I remember the stuff about like, the stuff that seemed to stick in my brain was the stuff about like making fire and things that burn. (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember if it was that book, but uh, I, the one that always stuck with me was uh, mixing styrofoam and gasoline to make a napalm substitute. That seems fun. You can actually use, if you use petroleum jelly, it actually burns at a hotter temperature for longer. You can just set fucking Vaseline on fire. No, you got to use, you got to mix it with, with gasoline. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Like, yeah, go get, like, go get a gallon of super gas and play with it. Super gas? <laughs> the high-octane stuff. Oh, yeah. They sell that on, like, Almerton or something. Oh, man. I remember when I lived up north in Kentucky, some friends of ours lived in Nashville. We'd drive down. There was this one gas station off in the, in the, in the Hick Hills. You'd go into it. They'd sell fireworks. And outside, they had propane, kerosene racing fuel which was 110 octane and uh then just you know your regular gas in the middle and stuff is pretty funny i'm like they're selling fireworks in the most explosive fuels you can have seems like it seems like a setup by the atf so what have you seen that's interesting in the news lately i don't know how far back do you want to go 
maybe we don't need to cover like the 1918 influenza outbreak, but there might be something more recent. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I thought we were starting the 1906 earthquake. We <laughs> <laughs> just had an earthquake. There's, I think there was an earthquake in uh, Croatia today. 5.4, if I remember correctly, in Croatia. Uh, they were about the same size uh Salt Lake City last week. Yep. But it just seems like salt in the wound of fucking COVID, uh, COVID-19 right now to have earthquakes. and like Because everything else is on hold. So my thing is, like, I don't expect there to be natural disasters because everything's well, on hold. And uh, yeah, there's still people are still fucking dying of earthquakes. I don't know if anyone died. I'll probably edit this out. I don't know. I think the real, uh, the real salt in the wound is the fact that we've had here in where we live in Florida about the nicest two weeks of weather you could possibly imagine, and they're supposed to stay inside and not have, go out and hang out in literally the nicest weather we've had this has been just the last two weeks has been freaking amazing the most amazing weather you could ask for but no stay in your house i mean you can you can technically go outside you just can't go to any places you can't go to the beach like my wife was saying that we can technically go to the um to the ocean we just can't go to the beach so i got a fucking yeeter from the parking lot all the way into the ocean and uh yeah there you just gotta find workarounds like that well really what we need to do is make a friend with a boat see there you go well you can't make friends during quarantine. just a friend with a boat would be awesome right now It'd have to be a pretty big boat. So I'd say the three of us, me, you, and the friend around the boat, the boat would have to be at the least 18 feet long for us to maintain proper social distancing. Well, I mean, I've started grocery delivery, so I haven't talked to anyone in probably 10 days. <laughs> I haven't had human contact with anyone because I've had shit delivered. Okay, so now you got me thinking about something. I went to Walmart, right? First off, fuck Walmart. I, I don't agree with most of the things they do as a business. I probably don't agree with the people who own it on like a political or ethical or fucking moral stance. However, oh, I went to Walmart. That's like that's like that subject right there. That's like an entire podcast. We can dive deep into that for hours. I'd like to, among other things. But I went to Walmart the other day, and these motherfuckers were trying to get. Uh, they're trying to get to a pallet of toilet paper that's being unwrapped. Like, there's no like, there's no reason to stock up on toilet paper. I know I'm beating a dead horse. It's been memed to death. I was trying to get to the milk, right? I couldn't get to the milk, so I'm surrounded by fucking idiots who are trying to get a a pallet of toilet paper. So I end up leaving. I go to Publix. Publix is clean. Publix, they have a guy there sprays down the handles of every cart with some kind of disinfectant. There's food there. People just take what they need. I'm never going to a Walmart again. I'm 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 never, never, ever going to a Walmart again. I'm only going to Publix from now on. The last time I was at Walmart, it was because I was cooking something and it was Thanksgiving Day, and I realized I needed I I forgot that I was doubling the size of the recipe and I needed another stick of butter. So I went to a Walmart for a stick of butter 
on Thanksgiving, and I watched all these brainwashed morons drool over the pallets that were shrink wrapped for for uh, Black Friday. And oh, like, and then there you go. Like that's a whole subject. Like the brainwashing of Black Friday and how bad of a business practice this is. That's a whole nother thing we can talk about at some point because it's ridiculous. The fact that these companies, these retail companies, have to have a Black Friday or even just in, like a Black season like that around or at the end of the year to have their numbers, like you know, be in the plus for the year. That is insane. It's definitely unethical. I think you could make an argument at least that it's unethical. Yeah, I guess what would be criminal is what I would do to these assholes if I they were in front of me. That's probably <laughs> Which is funny because that would be criminal, but it could perhaps be uh, argued as being ethical. So that's we, we just delved into the, uh, we touched upon, I should say not delved in, we touched upon uh, how law doesn't always equal ethics. Law doesn't equal morality either. I mean, True, true. It almost actually, I could you can make a solid argument that it almost never equals morality. I think I had that in my notes, didn't I? The criminal justice system, and that was one I wanted. We would have to sit down and have a little conversation with prehand to make sure we didn't get too far off subject. We have to both know where we wanted to, because that's a big subject. You want to get into criminal justice and how fucking rigged the system is? It's unreal. And you know how you realize it is after you've been through it for some piddly shit and you realize like the last time I was in a courtroom, I was in a courtroom for three victimless crimes that really turned out the only victim was me. I'm the only, I offended. It was three things that I got busted for all at the same time. And I was the only victim because it fucked me the most. So there's a great, uh, there's a great book on, uh, on the criminal justice system. It's called The New Jim Crow, Mass Incarceration in the Age of Colorblindness by Michelle. Yeah, I've, I've seen a couple of interviews with that author. I, I don't know this for sure, but uh, I've heard from a friend that if you Google the title of a book followed by free PDF, you can generally find the book. The downside is you have to read it on your phone or computer, which is a pain in the ass, but... Yeah, at least it, it, it's well. It's I do have, well, say for some people, I'll put it on the fifty. It'll be nice and big. I'll zoom it in. One nice thing about having a fifty-inch monitor in your house, right? Life goals. <laughs> hey, I got it on a trade, so can't bitch. Even though the yeah. things probably. Let's see. These came out when I was in college, so hey, this, this is, it's almost twenty years old. Nice. Still, Still works really? though. <laughs> I need to do a. I need to do a white screen burn in. Like when I go to bed one of these nights. Now uh, I want to shake things up a little bit, so we uh, we we get onto a topic that people can relate to, which I'm sure people can relate to our uh, our uh, personal lives. But um, the first that? episode, first episode, you know. I know, just, no, but how do, how do you feel? This is pertinent. It's 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 uh, it's it's real time, uh, real time uh, analysis. How do you feel about Donald Trump's response to COVID nineteen? Oh, he's an idiot. He's just, I mean, watch, watching the press conferences is like, it hurts my brain to listen to someone who is, one, has a singular goal, 
which has been the same singular goal that he's had since he had came down that stupid escalator with that model chick that he calls a wife that clearly doesn't like him very much. <laughs> and I mean, he's had the same goal. The same goal is to make him enrich himself and to make himself look good. And now he wants to get reelected because it's working. And he's got, he, and he needs it to be reelected. He needs to be reelected because there's a very high possibility that certain Manhattan districts of court could come after his ass when he's not president because they've actually found criminal things that they uh, there are people willing to go after him but they can't because he's an office yeah, he's sitting president so it's in his best interest to not lose that uh that position of safety yeah so his, his his response has been whatever it takes to make me look good and keep me in office he doesn't care about I mean, it's not hard to find the truth, and it clearly don't. The truth isn't on TV, but if you're listening to this, you're probably not much of a TV watcher. So, uh, I don't know. I like podcasts. I, I do about fifty-fifty TV and podcasts lately. It's been like seventy-five percent TV because I uh, I can't stop watching the uh, train wreck that is the government's response to um, to coronavirus. And actually, today, as we're recording this on the twenty-sixth of March. The uh, we've we finally overtaken um, China as having the most COVID cases. So USA number one, and we also the day that the first real unemployment numbers have come out, and it is three point three million unemployment numbers in the past week, and this is only the beginning. Say that's that's uh that's like over that's about one percent of the population. If my memory serves me correct, we're a little over three hundred million. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's about right. That's about one percent. And in and in the in the Great Depression, it wasn't there wasn't there wasn't as many people, but it, it the trajectory didn't hit this hard this fast and now that that they're that weak weak bullshit ass stimulus thing they just passed once that goes through and all the contractors and gig workers like we are are able to start uh filing for unemployment that number is going to hit 10 million probably before my birthday and three and a half weeks oh it'll easily three it'll weeks. easily cross that i think we talked before the episode about uh about 1099 workers i mean people don't realize how many workers in america are 1099 partly because companies like to you know dodge uh dodge laws about providing benefits and pay but i mean think about it i mean everybody who works in the entertainment industry all the realtors all most of the writers since journalism started dying i mean there's just so many people. musicians musicians actors yep. uh the you know most people in the art most people in the arts of any kind are 1099 there's like some in our business in in the live entertainment business that we're in whether it's concerts, festivals, corporate events, all that kind of stuff, that business is shut down. And now at this point, the warehouse guys, they've already checked all the gear in. They've probably fixed most of it. And one by one, every hundreds of warehouses across this country are sending their warehouse guys. Oh, yeah. They're sending their sales people I mean, because no one knows when we can start again. We have an entire industry that 
is a shadow industry that no, not a lot of people pay attention to, but it's all around you. Look at everywhere you go. Every time you go somewhere, there's a light in an audio system that someone in our business, whether it's a permanent install or a temporary install, has thought about and done. And these pe- even the, at the install firms, a lot of these people are 1099. It's just, it's all, it's so bad. And now this one, not only is your entire industry about to just fall away and collapse because no one knows when we can start again, it's putting millions of people on the unemployment rolls. It's going to balloon out of control. The, the, the unemployment website has been down all day. I, I, I got three pages into it this morning. And it stopped working. Well, do you see what the uh, do and you see what the unemployment rate is in Florida? It's it's ungodly low. It's two hundred and seventy five a week maximum. Like that's what I'm making. Oh a day. yeah. Well, that's the, because over the years since since that new day in America asshole Ronald Reagan got put into office. They've been destroying the social safety net to undercut all these programs and go, oh, look, they can't make it work. Well, you know why they can't make it work? Because you took all their money away, you dick. When you take, when you have a government program and you take all the money away from it, of course it's not going to work. Why would it work? There's no money to do any. When you have no budget to, you know, even like buy new notebooks and pens with, of course it's not going to work. You can't buy a new broken keyboard for the computer. Of course, the agency is going to fail. They understaff them. They underfund them all because they want to say, oh, look, it doesn't work. We should let the private sector do it so they can make money off of it. These are all subjects we can dive into. I rather in that little rant right there. There's like three things we could go to whole episodes on and talk about because there's some deep shit going on. And if people if you once you start realizing how all the pieces fit together, because I mean, I've been paying attention to politics since I was a kid. I was like. I was like eight years old when Gorbachev and Reagan signed the nuclear arms agreement that Trump just got out of. Brilliant fucking idiot. <laughs> I remember watching that as a kid and asking my mom, why are we sh- just lighting cigars and toasting champagne? I thought those guys were our enemies and all this. So I became interested in this crap as a very young and have paid attention to it. Most of pretty intensely for most of my life and it's it it's one of those situations like man the truth will set you free but holy shit it's gonna piss you off when you realize what they're doing to us so they can make a few more zeros well i think that's a, and trust me i mean it's not dollars it's zero i think that's a, a big uh a big issue especially i don't know if it's in other cultures but in american culture we're very much um we're one apathetic towards the electoral process and towards our government officials because they don't, they don't work on our behalf most of the time. And we're also not very knowledgeable. Like no one delves into any issues. No one, no one really like looks any deeper than what the, what their favorite news outlet tells them. And I'm, I'm sometimes guilty of that. I'm sure you're sometimes guilty of that. Everyone has been guilty of that at some point. So I'm not I'm not pointing fingers uh, unless it's a collective, you know, a collective fingering, if you will. But uh, is that people don't pay attention. They don't pay attention to where the money goes. They don't pay attention to anything except what already their own confirmation bias. They they only pay people only pay attention to their own confirmation bias. And that only gets us into a bigger hole and uh, more divisive. And 
honestly, there's a reason for that because there's been, I hate to sound really conspiratorial about it, but I mean, the research in the, in the reporting over the years has bared out since Nixon, they've actively tried to make that shit happen that way. They, there's a certain segment of our American society that knows the more apathetic people are towards what happens, the more they get everything they want. And they have spent their lives enriching themselves on the front side in, in, in glad handing and packing, packing pockets on the backside where no one's looking because there has been a concerted effort. I mean, this is the, these are, this is from, and I'm not just saying it. This is like, these are authors that I've seen interviews with, you know, again, I can't, I'm never, I never am always able to buy the book and I never really thought about looking for PDFs till you said that. So, so I'll have to start doing it, but I've watched interviews and listened to podcasts with authors that have written books about, no, 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 no. They've literally tried to brainwash us since Nixon. Like even like one of the little small things that sticks out in my brain because it hits home to me because my grandfather was a golfer. Like one of the things they did back in the 70s and 80s is they started putting golf courses near all of the plants. So that way the guys on the floor could go out golfing at a public course and feel, you know, and have that feeling of like, oh, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to get to the private course where those other assholes are golfing. And it was all just part of a little tiny sprinkling of brainwashing here and here and here and here. And it worked because look at the generations older than us. They're not helping. And I think I think you just brought up something that is difficult with educating people on the systemic issues within our government. Say, like, if you just tell someone, hey, the criminal justice system is racist. I'm just using that as an example because I'm not familiar with the uh, – with all the ins and outs of a golf course, of the golf course thing. But if you just tell someone something not just that sounds like systemic or conspiratorial, they'll immediately be like, well, no, I know this white guy that got arrested uh, falsely, blah, blah, blah. But it's so much education that you have to impart on somebody that it's, it's almost like if you have to, if you have to impart a hundred years of education or 150 years of education into somebody, you don't have, you don't have time in the day to educate people and to bring them around to a viewpoint that's more open, that's more understanding of what's actually happening in our government, in our corporate, uh, in our corporate world, and and just the the social and political elite. I mean, it's it's difficult. Oh, it is very difficult, and that's the thing is you have to want to know the truth. And most people, you know, they're happy with their to a certain point. A lot of people are just happy with their their life the way it is, but. The thing is, is it's like, it could be so much better. Like, that's the thing. Like you hear people talk and bitch about like Bernie Sanders and shit, but really he's, he, there's Republicans in our past in, in my, when, when is he in office? I forget exact years right now, but there's Republicans. Like when my, probably around the time my grandpa got back from the Korean war, that we're talking about Medicare for all in free college and all this shit. These are not radical ideas. The there's a certain, there's a certain subset of class assholes that want you to think it is because it's in their best interest to keep making money on, keep making money off of us in keeping 30 million people, not 
on healthcare roles because Bernie's not radical. Bernie's just saying, hey, there's a few places where we need to not have profit is the motive for the industry. Like healthcare profit, like for profit hospitals, a hospital should only care about one thing people walking out the door alive. Right? Yeah. That's their job. That's the hospital's job is to make sure you walk out the door alive, not to worry how much their shareholders are getting on the next dividend. You need to piss off with that what shit. Is- Healthcare is about people being healthy. But again, you want to, this is a subject we can get into over time. There's an elite class that doesn't want a well-educated, healthy electric. That's bad for them. And what's going to happen is now I'm on the, I'm technically too young to be a Gen Xer, but too old to be a millennial. I fall in that little weird space where they didn't want to classify it back then. So like, but basically, I graduated high school or college, and a couple of years later, there was the financial crash. But that means everyone younger than me walked into that same shit. And now look at another this, uh, the gen the next generation behind the millennials is going to get sent into the exact to and not even the exact same a like, worse a monumentally worse sit- economic situation in. If you think Trump and Bernie are radical, if they don't approach this shit correctly, it's gonna they're gonna look like walks in the park next to the next populist wave that shows up. Cause these kids are there is a group of there are young people that are paying attention all the way down to 18. It's clearly not enough of them, or Bernie would have been the candidate already. But there's enough of them that are paying attention. And this is going to make them pay more attention because they what there's only so many they're going to find the end of Netflix and have to find something that to go, you know, it doesn't help that most news is only giving you the story that reflects what their shareholders need the most. Which I pointed that out to my wife today. I said, remember, because I had CNN on. I've been flipping between CNN and Fox News because I I lean left, but I'll watch Fox News, you know, for an hour or two just to make sure I know what the right's saying, just as I'll watch CNN to see what the center left is saying. And I told my wife, I said, look, you see how CNN, while the Dow Jones was dropping, they had a big old picture on the right in the bottom right corner that showed how far the Dow was dropping, blah, blah, blah. As soon as it started going back up, they cut it off. That's not news. That's propaganda. And as much as I agree with some of the stuff that comes out of CNN, or I might disagree with the stuff that comes out of Fox, like this time, Fox did a better job of showing it going down, it coming back. They didn't cut off the feed when it didn't suit the person that they want in office. Because there's only five companies that own all the national And media. all of them have interest? That's monopolization. That is monopolization. Like, the really? fact that we don't get into antitrust anymore is fucking criminal on the government. They part. get into antitrust. Five, I mean, there was only having five five major media companies is not in the public's best interest in any manner. Wasn't there a Comcast merger that they just uh, they just kind of nixed because it would have been too big of a monopoly? I mean, the government does do some antitrust. But not when it comes to their favorite media outlets. I mean, that's another that's another example of them showing. Are their favorite airline? Look how many airlines we had when I was a kid. There was a lot of airlines. 
And see, that's the thing. They should be allowed to do that because that's that's rigged capitalism at that point. That now you're rigging the system, so rigging the system for certain people to win and certain people to lose. If it was true unfettered capitalism, these companies would fail and someone else would fill their would take their place. But the problem is comes back to something that my grandfather told me when I was very young. Rich people, poor people can get rich. Rich people can't get poor. Oh, yeah, of course. The government will bail them out every time. But will the government bail them out? Nine times out of ten. I'm not counting the coronavirus pandemic that's currently going on. Nine times out of ten. We don't even need to get into how bad this situation is. The government bail out the little guy, though. The government bails out Ford. The government bails out Boeing. The government bails out GM and Wells Fargo and Citibank and shit like that. No one cares about the workers. And I think you're, people are seeing a a giant resurgence in these these far left wing politics, especially in young people, because what's happening is no one's paying attention to the working class. No one gives a shit about the working class. If you're not the owner class, well, there's higher, a no one cares. But there's a there's a few politicians, but mainstreams really tried to marginalize that gritty old man. And they put in the one with dementia. They 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 got rid of the one that actually has the answers to the problem, the solutions to the problem, and they put in the guy that can barely talk with a te- with with or without a teleprompter in his basement. I'm pretty sure that no one's watching the debates. Because if anyone watched that, the last debate I saw with, uh, it was the, the, the last one they did that didn't have an audience between Biden and Bernie. And Bernie mopped the floor with him. And then it was like the day after, two days after we had the second, uh, the second Super Tuesday and Biden swept. Biden swept. And I was like, none of these people, none of these people even watched the, the debate. All they did was go and were like, that guy was Obama's vice president. So he must be great. Well, but even left-wing people were making fun of Biden, the entire Obama administration. Left, the left does not like Biden. Moderates like Biden. Fucking uh, people who don't like Trump like Biden. But the left, the left is forgotten. The left doesn't like doesn't like Biden. Their their man is their man is Bernie, and he has. I mean, we just don't have the vote. It's hard to get young people to vote. Young people are apathetic. They they have a lack of faith in their in their electoral system, and that's been a thing for probably forever. I mean, I remember when I was a teenager, I had no interest in voting. My vote didn't matter. I didn't care. But as I got older, I realized even with the electoral college, I mean, even as as a blue voter generally now in my adult life, the electoral college uh, it's more important for me to vote. So I have to outvote those people in the Midwest that are red that get three and a half votes per person. I mean, so so I think I think uh, if if anybody takes anything away from this conversation, if you're if you're right wing or left wing or moderate or or anybody, young or old, you know anybody, go out there and vote. Just go vote. I don't care who you vote for. It's just so go important. vote. I've never missed an election since I was able to vote. I I was excited to be able to vote. I was happy to be able to vote. And I knew Al Gore needed all the help he could get in 2000 because that was the first presidential election that I was able to vote in. And I was, and it's really sucks now because you, they, all the studies have looked back on it. And if there wouldn't have been a bunch of right wing bullies beating the walls down outside the recount room, 
Gore would have won, and we would have been on a completely different path in this country. And no, instead the other, instead the dipshit won, and then we had the black guy, and then we have the dumbass. That's so it's thing. like, and Obama wasn't a horrible president, but Obama wasn't as great as everybody he wants to make. So yeah, he looks great. But he was sandwiched between our coke-headed C student and the orange, you know, silver spoon, ignorant, dumbass baby. So it's like, yeah, of course Obama's going to look great, but he did take us from two wars to seven. He did bail out the banks and the auto companies and not Americans. He did. He never did anything about Guantanamo. He let things like habeas corpus get cloudy in the in the law. He didn't push nearly hard enough to get his all of his judge seats filled. And now, fucking orange idiot has put like almost a third of the federal judiciary in. That fucks our system for like the next generation and a half because there's people just barely older than me that he put on the federal bench that have barely seen the inside of a fucking courtroom. And that's why voting is important. If you really truly care, you would under... Well, part of the problem is there's a certain segment of people that have... Well, this is another subject we can get into in time that have totally dismantled education and not don't there is there aren't government classes and civics classes required to graduate anymore and there's a reason for that because it's one side the truth makes one side look bad because one side's on the wrong side of truth and one side's on the right side there's no well, way around it I, some people's opinions are oh, bad of course opinions. and i always laugh when the right says things about liberal college professors brainwashing people if people get a higher education and know more about just knowledge in general, and then reject your worldview, that's not liberal brainwashing. That's people becoming more educated and pushing away a less educated worldview, or not even a less educated worldview, because there are some, in some far-right policies, I mean, I used to be a libertarian. I still I still abide by the non-aggression uh, policy. I still think there are, there are some facets to libertarian philosophy that are that are sound you know non-aggression defense only things like that however however if you if if we went to something that was far right wing it doesn't work it's not pragmatic in a 21st century society with 300 million people you know we need some kind of social safety net and that's why i've moved left from libertarianism where i hold on to some of those ideas ideals i mean i'm not pro taxing the crap out of everybody but if you need to tax the crap out of everybody in order to provide social safety nets for the the most deprived people in america then that's what we need to do if my kids don't have to if my kids don't get an extra ice cream cone at the end of the day so the poor kid next door can eat some fucking spinach or cal or something that's awesome i don't care my family will suffer so you not suffer my family will have our needs met so that your family can have their basic needs met and i, I don't understand how this is uh just like a liberal brainwashing it's not liberal brainwashing it's empathy and i feel like a lot of people on the right maybe lack empathy oh well they want people they're like i like i think it's really funny i know this dude talk about libertarianism dude i know this dude back from from way back 
I'm not going to give places or names. If I tell a story, there won't be places or names. It will all be true, but I will keep it very vague on certain things because if people do listen to this, I don't necessarily want them to know who no, I'm talking about. You don't about. want to embarrass so, anybody. Or so I'll just – well, this is, this, is the, this is our first episode, so I want to make sure that, you know, if there's a story, story time will be vague in name and location, but you'll understand why. But anyway, the libertarianism thing cracks me up. Because I know this dude back from back in the day, and he's like, "Oh, I'm this." He like after I like I saw him after not seeing him for years and shit, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm a libertarian." Blah 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 blah. I'm like, "Oh my god, whatever, dude." And I'm like, "Really?" And I thought about it probably years later, like one time when I saw him write something on a comment somewhere, and I was like, "You know, he says he's a libertarian," and he. But he didn't do anything himself. He was born into a family that already owned a business. His parents moved to the to the best school district in town, had a big-ass house with a big-ass property and all kinds of stuff. Him and his twin brother each got a brand-new vehicle for graduation. His parents paid for him to go to school, which he flunked out of. And then he went back and got a job at that company. And then his parents helped him with the down payment on his house, which a few years later he burned to the ground and then got the insurance to build him another house. And he's a libertarian going, I did it all on my own. And I'm like, you didn't do anything on your own. You've been handed everything your whole life. Like, like Rand Paul annoys the shit out of me that, Fucking ignorance. Your dad did all that. Like your dad has the right to be a libertarian, but you don't. You you are off of his coattails. No one, if it wasn't for your dad, no one knows who the fuck you are. You'd be a bad doctor somewhere in the backwoods of Kentucky. Shut up. You're not, you're not a libert. You don't deserve, you haven't earned those beliefs, is kind of how I feel about it. Like you're a millionaire doctor who's walking off his daddy's coattails. You haven't heard that, that shit. And neither my buddy, my dude back in in the day doesn't earn those beliefs either. Like, don't hand me libertarianism when you when I can poke holes and go, you've been handed yeah, that you, shit. You haven't earned anything. Come live, come walk in my shoes and tell me I haven't earned what little shit i have in my crappy little that's a, apartment. that's a that's a big thing i have against rand paul like as i said earlier i i like i liked ron paul i uh i believe i voted for him in an election because i didn't find i didn't i don't remember yeah. but i might have voted for him in an election but um he got me into politics and he was a man of his uh of his principles and i can i can respect that even though we don't agree politically anymore but uh, Rand Paul, Rand Paul doesn't vote principal. But Rand principles. Paul, Rand Paul votes Republican. He, he he's a party player. He doesn't. He's not a libertarian. He's a he's a he's a neocon or a conservative at best. But he hasn't even he hasn't even earned oh, that position. That's, he hasn't earned it. Fucking <laughs> asshole. But you were talking about taxes a second ago. So I'm th- this this is a subject that we need to do a whole like deep dive on. Is how much how much a billion dollars actually is and how much people really don't understand how much a billion dollars oh, is. Ridiculous sum. Like, 
it, it's an insane in it's an inflammatorily insane amount of money. It's so ridiculous. I've done the math on it. Okay, I've done the math in like a billion dollars. The average American lifespan is like what seventy-seven oh, years. Yeah. I think it's like sixty-two. Actually. We have the lowest. Went, we have one of the lowest life expectancies in the developed nation in the developed world. You know, I, I guess I do. I guess I do have like this magical Google box thing right here in front of me. If it wants to start back up again, come on. Oh, hey, don't don't be uh, don't be interrupting our uh, our podcast with facts. How <laughs> dare we? <laughs> No, not fair. Isn't I see? Maybe that's the no. That's kind of the problem. Is not enough people fact check themselves before they spout off at the mouth, and that's why I'm perfectly okay with certain people getting slapped in the mouth. But once again, though, I think we've all been guilty of that at one time or another. I know I've I've shared things on Facebook. I've I've perpetuated falsehoods before. I mean, we every that's and that's another thing that that I find is we're all susceptible to confirmation bias. And like you said, like it's up to us to to fact check ourselves and to make sure that that what we're spitting out, no matter what our beliefs are, if something goes contradictory to our beliefs and it has a and it has a basis in factual evidence, we have we have an obligation, an intellectual obligation to change our beliefs. Well you have a definitely have the obligation to change or at least accept facts like you can't be that that scary witchy blonde chick on from the white house going alternative oh, is facts. That, uh, get, the fuck out get the fuck out of here kellyanne oh, Conway. Yeah, Kellyanne i don't well, the only part that, the only part of her name that's right is She's definitely a con. <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure most of the people in these in the current administration might be con uh, con persons. I've got my shit so organized on my desk right now. I can hard- I, I forget where my pen is. <laughs> what were you googling? Oh, I was figuring out the exact numbers to make sure my rant is ah, correct. I don't want them to be because you know I have. Because I have Google and a calculator, so why shouldn't I figure it out? Yeah, correctly? and that's something that the crass rebuttal <laughs> me and Tori would like to bring to everybody is uh, nice fact-based arguments. We don't want to be accused of uh, not telling the truth or not having our views backed up by facts. And I'm sure as we delve into subjects um, more specifically, we're going to do research ahead of time. Today was more of a... Um, it was more of a freeform kind of, uh, what's the word, stream of consciousness. Uh, I got to say, fueled by PBR on my part. But um, it was more of a stream of consciousness kind of thing. We're going to have a better format. We're going we're gonna to come out with maybe uh, topics for each episode. Or maybe we'll continue some of these freeform, uh, freeform episodes. But we'll also have episodes that are... Um, that are more geared toward a, to- toward a topic. We'll bring up actual statistics. We'll bring up facts. We'll use, um, I, I think I, at least on my part, and I'm sure on Tories, I can't speak for him, but we will use reputable sources um, that that uh, aren't uh, aren't as susceptible to bias. I'm sure you can agree. Oh well, yeah. It's not. I mean, even though even the stuff that I'm into. There's a bias, but they're clear about it. But they're still very factual, like especially the one, the afternoon, like 
the the one I watch in the evening, TYT definitely slanted a little bit, but like Rising, watching I love watching Rising in the morning. Now, if, I was a, if I was a listener, like, uh, just to, I, I I know what you're talking about, but uh, can you elaborate on what TYT is and where I'd find Rising and what that might be? Well, uh, TYT that's the Young Turks. Uh, you can t- check them out at tyt.com, and they're just they're progressive. They're a, they're a unapologetically left progressive channel, but it's about facts. It's about absolute. This is the facts of what's going on there. I mean, they're, they don't have a bias to keep like, you know, shareholders happy because they don't have shareholders and then rising rising is a newer show. They've only been around, I think for about a year now, but uh, the, the host on there, there's one, she's very progressive and there's one he's uh, more right conservative, but they're both more populist. And they're very good. Like I've I've known about the Crystal Ball forever. She's I remember her on MSNBC. She was awesome there, and she's still awesome on Rising. And then I watch Majority Report in the afternoon too, and that's that's all. I mean, again, skewed to the left, but facts. It's facts. It's not. It's not, and it's not beholden to CEOs. They're all beholden to members of, you know, the, the subscribed members of their, of their shows are the only, are the people that are, get what they want. So uh, it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice to not have the corporate lean and corporate advertising and all that stuff, you know, worried about watch um, when I watch a newscast because these are not in the Hill. I mean, the rising that's on, that's from the Hill. And the Hill's actually a pretty right-wing publication overall. Let's say I have uh, I have a few kids running around here, so I find it difficult to uh, to sit down and actually watch an episode of The Young Turk or watch Rising. So what I uh, what I've done is I have found a couple outlets that are more fact-based and centrist. Um, we'll find, and, and by centrist, I don't mean political. I guess I mean that they they. They just give the thing. So that would be uh, the Associated Press, Reuters, and uh, I got to say, BBC is another good one for people who want to uh, read them. Very true. Uh, if you're uh, okay, another one. People don't like to hear it, but if uh, you watch uh, what's his name, uh, Lee Camp show, uh, it's redacted tonight on the RT America. It's RT America. I don't care what people say. It's Russian TV. But that. Trust me, Lee Camp is no Russian agent. That he's a he's he's not, and that shows puts out some. It's kind of like a little Daily Showish, where there's a little satire to some of it, but they make their points, and their points are very clear. And the thing, one of the things that the the common thread with all these shows I talk about is they're all based on working middle and working class in in the poorest among us of of what's best for this group of people and not the elite managerial class that all of the mainstream outlets seem to cater to like there's you know, like you know there i think the i think the, the i think the things i listen to service a larger group of americans whether 
they listen to those shows. Oh, I'm sure. And that's kind of why I listen right. to it. Well, now that we've given out a couple of recommendations, I think uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Um, this is our first episode. Hopefully, we'll have a lot more. Um, I don't know the frequency at which we'll put out episodes, but uh, during the quarantine, I don't see any reason. Depends on the quarantine. <laughs> One a day, you know. There's nothing really stopping us. So, uh, from from me at least, and from uh, from my part, my half of the craft rebuttal, I thank all the listeners. I thank you all too, and uh, hopefully, as the quarantines go away, we can start doing video and more stuff in the future. Because this is uh, a, but this is a good start. Oh, yeah. a good start.